Have you ever been afraid of hope? Have you ever seen hope as too much of a risk? I've had a really rough week this week, just mentally. I've just been all over the place in my brain. I can't seem to focus and just really low. And I'm not here to whine about that. I'm just letting you know that as a meta-commentary of what I'm going to be talking about, that I made a decision several months ago that I was going to do a podcast every week. So regardless of what is said in this podcast, I am here doing it. I'm not waiting to feel good, and I'm not waiting to feel qualified. So today I want to talk about two things. The fear of hope and imposter syndrome. I've been reading a book about how we change and what are the reasons that we can't seem to. And one of the big reasons why we have a hard time changing at all is that we're afraid of hope. It told the story of a woman named Mary who was this soccer star, and everything was going her way. And she was at the top of her class, she was at the top of her team, she was super popular, just life, she had life in the bag. Then as she went to college, things started to fall apart. One of her professors tried to inappropriately touch her, and so she avoided that class. That class was the thing that was going to become her major, which was going to become her career. So she avoided that and could no longer go in that career path. Then she got a message from her mom saying that her dad was sick. But her mom said, stay at school and keep doing your work. So she stayed one more day and finished a paper. Then she went home to see her dad. Except in that one day of delay, her dad died. Had she gone one day sooner, she would have been able to see him still alive. But because she stayed at school and finished the paper... When she got there, he was already dead. Then things fell apart with the guy that she was dating. Then she met a new guy and started suffocating him because she was so broken and had no hope for the future. And then things fell apart with that guy too. And she started to become real depressed, started to become suicidal, and was in and out of mental facilities. The book charts her long story into that dark place and eventually the small things that piled on top of each other to let her come out of that. One of the lessons I learned from it is that it talked about when we fear hope we are protecting hope. We start out having a lot of hope for the future then some things just come out of nowhere and completely sweep our feet out from under us. And we no longer trust our vision of the future. We no longer trust our gut. We no longer trust our idea of how life should go. That we don't trust ourselves to make decisions for our life. And that we basically float in sort of an aimless and broken state. Because no one else is deciding for our life what we should do. And we don't trust ourselves to do it. Now I want to move into talking about imposter syndrome because I think this is the way out of fearing hope. How do we leave a place where hope is too scary, where trying something new is not an option because it is too painful? I want to talk about something which I'm going to call the imitation window. In a previous episode, I referenced a quote from Psychology Today that stated, What we've always done becomes what we do and what we do becomes who we are. Therefore, to make a change, we have to change the way we see ourselves and the way we see life, not just the thing we're changing. We think we're just changing the thing that we're doing, but in reality, we're changing 
the way that we see everything. And so it's really hard to change it all. So what I want to talk about today is the imitation window. This is the window of time when you're trying something new, when you're trying to either let go of something old that was negative, or to put on something new that's positive. And you feel like a fake. You feel like a fraud. You feel like you're lying to yourself and to everyone. This is how I felt when I started reading books regularly. It wasn't something that I did before that, almost ever. So when I started to do it, I felt like I was an imposter. I felt like I was lying. That I was pretending to be smarter than I was. That I was lying to myself, that I cared. That I was lying to everyone else. And just trying to get them to think something about me. I don't know. All I know is that I felt like a fake. But over time, it feels natural. But that window, the window in between an old habit and a new habit, the imitation window, the window in which you're imitating a good trait, but it is not who you are. It feels like you're a fake. That window is so important. Now I'm going to read an excerpt from Seth Godin's blog about imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome, it's rampant. The big reason is that we're all imposters. You're not imagining that you're an imposter, you are one. Everyone who is doing important work is working on something that may not work. And it's extremely likely that they're also not the very best qualified on the planet to be doing it. How could it be any other way? Yes, you're an imposter. So am I, and so is everyone else. Superman still lives on Krypton, and the rest of us are just doing our best. Isn't doing your best all that you can do? Dropping the narrative of the imposter isn't arrogant. It's merely a useful way to get your work done without giving into resistance. Time spent fretting about our status as imposters is time away from dancing with our fear, from leading, and from doing work that matters. Jordan Peterson once spoke about how life is kind of like going to the gym. If you go to the gym and you take way too much weight on, you'll do one rep, you'll hurt yourself very badly, and you won't be able to keep going. But if you go to the gym and you don't put any weight on, yes, you can keep doing it over and over again, but nothing changes and you're just wasting your life. That the place we should be in life is much like the place we should be in the gym, right on the edge of what we're capable of right on the edge of what we're comfortable with. We should be pushing enough that we have a little bit of fear, but just enough safety that we can wake up tomorrow and do it again. That to avoid fear, to avoid risk, to avoid something that we value succeeding at because we don't want to fail at it, comes with a different kind of misery, comes with a different kind of regret. So as we move forward, and as we try to improve things a little bit at a time, as we try to overcome the fear of how we aren't enough. May that fear indicate to us that we are in the right place, that if we fear failing at something, we must value succeeding at it. And if you feel like a fraud, that's okay. If it isn't what you've always done, how could you feel any different? Pain is coming either way. Whether we stay perfectly still and try to protect the little bit of sanity we have left, or whether we take a small step every single day towards a better version of our life. Every version of life will come with pain. We may as well swing for something.